And we are live. This is a wrap it up on Blast Raps post game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013 Danforth Avenue in the East End of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew. And as a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now. Wrap it up, fans. How y'all feeling today? How is everybody doing? My name is Sheldon Alexander. Thank you guys for tuning in to this, the Wrap It Up podcast. And you know what? We feeling good today. We feeling great today. You know why? Because there's some words that are called Game 7. And you know what? We brought this out a little earlier in the pod. You know, a couple weeks ago, or a couple games ago, I guess. A couple days. You know, we were kind of feeling the vibe. And we thought that there was maybe something that, you know, brought us back to the last year vibe. After OG hit his shot, and then the Raptors wave started to build back up. More and more of the bandwagoners that you might have remembered from last year might have jumped back on the wave. And you know what? There's a message that everyone can relate to. And I think it's very simple. Once you just hit on the play button, right? We back. We here. What a time to be alive. The Raptors have somehow brought it to game seven. How? Hey, 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 let's let it rock out for a little, let's let it rock out for a little, cause that's how we're feeling right now Raptors fans, right, we're hype right now, and you deserve to be hype, because your Toronto Raptors, led again by the man, the myth, the legend, the true OG goat of the Toronto Raptors, Kyle Lowry put up a historic, I'm going to say it, historic playoff performance for the Toronto Raptors to lead them all the way back. All the way back. They were down 2 nothing in the series. There were moments where, I mean, they were 0.5 seconds away from being down 3 nothing. But then even after the blowout loss in Game 5, a lot of people thought, you know what? Good job, good effort, Raptors. You put up a fight. It was good. But Kyle Lowry is out here on a different tip right now. Kyle Lowry is out here playing some legacy games right now. As my guy comes out, double overtime. Raptors win 125 to 122. And when everything is looking blank, everybody's kind of looking around. Freddie's jacking up wild, deep Dame Dollar, Dame Logo threes or Steph Curry threes, whatever we want to call them. They're not called Fred Van Vliet threes. But while he's shooting deep threes for no reason, Kyle Lowry, again and again and again, just continued to come through for this team. And you know what? It's a blessing that we have this platform to discuss your Toronto Raptors after each and every game. Because one of the things we talked about going back to the very beginning of the season was that the most important player on this Raptors team, despite the max money contract Siakam signed, despite the big bag Freddie was going after, 
the most important dude on the Toronto Raptors was Kyle Lowry. This team was going to go as far as Kyle Lowry was going to take them. And what we learned in this series, the three wins the Raptors had, you have Kyle Lowry to thank for that. Kyle Lowry just put on another show. And the stat line is, is crazy, right? 33 points, 12 of 20 shooting, 6 of 10 from the from the three-point line, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals. My guy played 53 minutes. 53 minutes. That's work. And when you add all these things up, right, then you take a step back and you add in what we call the eye test here. And you see my guy coming up with clutch steals in overtime. You see my guy coming up with great passes where he's he's the one driving into the lane you see him realizing the fact that hey let's mix things up let's stop just jacking threes even though my guy was hitting the threes he was hitting the big boy deep dagger Kyle Lowry threes but eventually my guy stopped and said hey we got to take this into the paint and he got busy late those were the kind of plays that we've been talking about this whole time in terms of what is your go-to move. And you saw a little bit of everything. You saw that Kyle Lowry dribble to his left, step back. You saw that for a bit. You got the whole repertoire of Kyle Lowry's game and he deserves this win. He deserves this win. Kyle Lowry, by far, like they should start building the statue right now while he's still playing because that's the kind of performance, that's the kind of nuts that this guy showed in leading his team. Because let's be serious, okay? Pascal was still nowhere to be found. And for all the people that are still out here defending Pascal Siakam, all I'm going to say is, my guy played 54 minutes, you're the man on the team. You played 54 minutes, you had 12 points. I don't want to hear nobody come up with no more excuses for Pascal Siakam. I don't want to hear it at all. But while Pascal was off doing who knows what, while Fred Van Fleet was shooting 3 of 13 from 3, which Freddie, Freddie got into the mentality, and, and here's the thing. I don't want to be too hard on Freddie because at the end of the day, Fred is making sure that he gets to 20 points a night. He knows for the Raptors to win, he has to be in and around 20 points. So however he gets there, however many shots he has to take. Now, would I like some of those shots to be not deep threes when you're 6 feet behind the line? Sure, but bottom line, he got to 21 points. That's what you need from Freddie. Pascal, still figuring stuff out. But while all these guys are sorting things out, finally Norman Powell awakes for the OT. Finally, Nor uh, finally, hold on, Nick Nurse realizes, hey, we might have to go small. That might be the, the flip side to them struggling with their bigs. Go small, let's Norman Powell cook, but... The time it took for all these things to develop, it was just one man and one man only. And that man, where's number seven? Kyle motherfucking Lowry. That was just an insane performance. There's just not much. Like, what more do you want from Kyle Lowry? That is Kyle Lowry standing in the gladiator pit screaming, are you not entertained? He just did it all for the Toronto Raptors. And he hits that shot late to ice it over Kemba. And the look on his face... No Selly, because that's his go-to. That's a go-to move. He knows that that's his move. That's a gym shot, right? And then he just walks back to the bench, looks up. My guy looks dead tired because he's been obviously playing 53 high-level minutes for the Toronto Raptors. But what a performance from Kyle Lowry. 
absolutely incredible. And if Kyle Lowry, the, the thing too early on, the good sign, the good trend early on, yes, Kyle Lowry closed, but he also opened for the Toronto Raptors. So you saw the stat before this game, Kyle Lowry in the Raptors wins in this series was averaging 11 points in the first quarter. Kyle Lowry in the Raptors losses was averaging two points in the first quarter. In this game, Kyle Lowry had eight points in the first quarter. That, my friends, is a very good sign. And while not many people had it going because the shooting was ugly on both sides, particularly very early in this game, Kyle Lowry kept the Raptors around, right? After one quarter, 25-21, Celtics led. Both teams are shooting 30%. The difference was the Celtics were getting a lot of ugly points, getting on the glass, getting easy baskets. I think they had five offensive re- five points off of offensive rebounds in that first quarter. The Raptors, meanwhile, started two of 13 from three. Siakam was one of seven to start the game, missing layups too. So it wasn't even just threes that my guy was missing. He was missing layups, which tells me that this is in his head. But, but, the key here is that Nick Nurse said before the game, you know, he's talking about people piling on Pascal. And he was talking about, hey, they just need to go out and win more games to allow more time, to buy more time for Pascal Siakam to once again prove everyone wrong. And uh, hey, now you got a game seven where anything can happen. Pascal can come out and drop 35 in game seven. And then what are we all saying? It doesn't make us wrong. Because we're just going off stats. We're just going off eye tests. And my guy's missing mad layups. And again, you're the man on the team. You played 50 plus minutes and you had 12 points. That can't happen. And hold on. It's not even 12 points. 5 of 19 from the floor. 0 of 5 from 3. That man better buy Kyle Lowry dinner. That man better. I don't know. How does it work in the bubble? Do they have to buy meals? Or is it like the calf? You have like a card, like when you were in uh, university, you have your meal plan. How, how does the bubble work? Either way, whatever Kyle Lowry wants for the next two days, Pascal Siakam better be going to get it for him. Kyle Lowry wants Krispy Kreme donuts. Go get that for him. Kyle Lowry wants his feet rubbed. Pascal Siakam better do that for him. Whatever it is, the Raptors owe Kyle Lowry. Because that, I can't believe how it came down to this because I always thought that as mentioned it would have to go through Kyle Kyle is that dude but everyone else legit looked shook and Kyle Lowry was like it's okay guys I got this calm downhill drives to the paint Kyle Lowry played the perfect game in terms of pacing himself he came out early when it was needed and then late in the game in the fourth quarter when things started to get when it started to get the winning time My guy stepped up again, started hitting more big boy shots, and then the key was he started going downhill. He didn't settle for the deep threes anymore, even though he shot it pretty well, 6-10, which, as I go to my trusty notes, Kyle Lowry, six three-pointers, ties him for the most in any game over the last two series, or last, sorry, his six three-pointers by Kyle Lowry ties for his most in any game over the last two seasons, also one off of his career playoff high. What do you want from Kyle Lowry? What more do you want from Kyle Lowry? I mean, whatever happens in game seven, and and I'm going to emphasize this multiple times, anything at this point can happen in game seven. That's the beauty of it, right? Like 
It could be the game where Pascal all of a sudden says, hey, I'm dropping a 50-piece and making up for everything. That's on the table. The Raptors could blow out the Celtics. That's on the table. The Celtics could blow out the Raptors. That's on the table. It could go to double OT again. Like, anything is possible. It's not just a cliche that was an Adidas slogan. Anything is actually possible in the Game 7. And that's what's so amazing. Like, as we were leading up to do this pod, my chest was just pounding like crazy. Just because watching that game, it was straight memories back to last season's playoffs. Because you were living and dying by every bucket. And especially once it got to overtime, when they're just trading big-time shots. And I was watching the Raptors broadcast, but Twitter was telling me that Mike Breen was running out of bangs <laughs> because they're just big shot after big shot after big shot being hit. And that was just a great game. Overall, it was a great game. And game seven might just come down to who's who has more left in the tank. Who is just not exhausted after this double OT game? Because as you go through the minutes here, Pascal played 54 minutes, OG 50 minutes, Kyle 53 minutes, Fred 51 minutes, Norm off the bench with 38 minutes. How often do you see that? Crazy. As you go to the Celtics, Tatum 51 minutes, Daniel Tice 47 minutes, Kemba 52 minutes, Marcus Smart 50 minutes, Jalen Brown 51 minutes. That's a lot of minutes. For a lot of dudes. So game seven, which is just 48 hours away, Friday. I mean, here we are. Here we are. This is playoff basketball. That was incredible. And there's so much that happened in that game. But I'm going to, I really want to spend more, most of this time talking to you guys, the fans, to see how happy you guys are, how you guys survived and lived through that game. Because that game was absolutely incredible there's so many things that happen i want to get you guys' take on norman powell who maybe we didn't talk enough about norman powell but the norm game <laughs> always seems to come during the playoffs you just know it's coming and as long as the raptors didn't get swept and then it got extended to five it got extended to six obviously you're just buying more time because you know at some point we've watched raptors playoff games for Norm's whole career now, and it never fails. There's always one Norman Powell game where he just, you know, takes off, takes off his jacket, puts on the cape, checks in the game, and it's Mamba time. Might have gone a little too far with the end of regulation or the end of overtime, was it? Was it overtime or end of regulation when Norm, they ran the ISO Norm play? I mean, either way, it was the end of OT. I don't know about that play call, but if you remember the very start of the season, the first game of the year, the Toronto Raptors went to overtime against the Pelicans. And if I'm not mistaken, that play to send the game to OT was the exact same play call. It was ISO norm, top of the key, clear out. He missed that shot as well, and the Raps won in overtime. But still, point remains, at the start of the season, and now in what could have been the end of the season... That just shows the confidence that Nick Nurse has in Norman Powell's ability. Because to watch what Kyle Lowry was doing down the stretch, to know that obviously they trusted Siakam and they tried to get, get him going multiple times and he just kept getting stripped every time he drove into the lane. But even Freddie had a little go. But how far down the list do you get to Norman Powell to have the confidence 
with your season on the line to say, hey, clear out Norm, let him go. But that was the play. So great game for Norman Powell, great game for Kyle Lowry. On the flip side, like there's so many minutes now, there's so many points in this game that were just so insane. And, you know, even going to the final four seconds of regulation, you know, in a four second span, think of that. So first off, at the end of regulation, the Raptors had a four plus minute drought where they didn't get a basket. So to say that to get the win in double OT after going four minutes without scoring at the end of regulation, wow. But in a four second span, there was Kemba driving to the basket, which probably was a foul, but not called. Then there was the crazy, I think OG got the ball, and then they called a jump ball, but then they gave the Raptors a timeout. The rest were just doing a lot of refing in terms of what you saw <laughs> in the bubble so far, where the refs are just horrible for everyone. That was greatly apparent in this game. But again, in the four seconds, there was still after that, OG, where Nick Nurse draws up the play, which was a lob for OG at the rim, and they call a foul, but they say it was not in the act of shooting, which is interesting, because I don't know how that's possible, unless you're saying that them both going up for the ball, OG didn't actually catch it, and if you don't actually catch it, you can't be in the act of shooting, unless that's the rule, I don't know, I'm not Steve Javi, someone get Steve Javi on the line, although I'm sure... Steve Javi's just going to agree with the refs <laughs> and the call made on the floor. So maybe get Doris Burke on the line. What was Doris saying during that, right? Um, and then after that, it went to, they had Pascal still had a, not a good look, but he had a, a look. We'll say that. But what a crazy game. There are just so many crazy moments. And one thing I want to emphasize down the stretch too was, while the Raptors finally made plays, whether it was Norm even Freddie creating a bit, but Norman, especially Kyle, creating plays, getting to the bucket, getting points, that was huge. One thing that was so concerning was there was a stretch where the Celtics were scoring so easily. Like, they were just getting to the cup and just tossing the lob to Daniel Tice. And you're looking at that and thinking, if the Celtics do that when the Raptors are small, can't the Raptors be doing the exact same thing to the Celtics? Like, if it's not Serge or Mark, like, if they just brought in Boucher, just toss that lob because it would be there all the time when you're going against a smaller team? I don't know. But it was just weird to see how easy the Celtics were scoring at times. But the thing to pay attention to during the game, because, hey, for the Raptors to win this game, all the credit and praise goes to them for sure. But watch the Celtics down the stretch. Everything is to the basket. The Raptors still fall into this trap where they're relying on the three-point shot to keep them in the game, and it kept them in this game barely, but hey, what can you say? It's game seven. <laughs> so if they hit their threes in game seven, they win. If they don't, they'll probably lose. But in this game, the Raptors shot 40% from threes. They were 19 for 47, and really the, the big kick for them was that third quarter. Three-point shots fell in the third quarter where, first off, Marcus Gasol, who's someone we should also mention, struggled miserably in the first half, missing everything, whether it was threes, whether it was layups, whether it was short jumpers. But then my guy comes out, 
to start the third quarter and finishes with eight points. Got to give Marcus all credit for that. Marcus all hit his first three against the Celtics this entire season, regular season and playoffs, but it was a great time for him to show up and just buy time for your closer Kyle Lowry to make plays late, buy time for playoff Powell to finally show up into the playoffs, but you needed those eight points from Marc Gasol, obviously when you're talking about a game that goes to double OT. Something else that would have also helped would have been making your free throws, but hey, we know that. That's why they're called free throws, literal free points. But again, huge shouts to Marc Gasol, but that third quarter was huge for the Raps because they shot six of nine from three in the quarter, and that was when the, the game really flipped. That's when... They took the lead and had the lead for the majority of the rest of regulation. So the series of the Raptors living and dying from the three, they go six of nine in that third quarter and they led heading into the fourth, which was massive for them just confidence wise. You have a bit of a cushion because you know the Celtics are going to keep coming. You've seen Kemba Walker's resume. You've seen the full arsenal of Jason Tatum's game by now. So you knew the Celtics were going to have a push there at the end. And credit for the Raps for scrapping and clawing. Credit to Kyle Lowry for just saying, I got this, guys. I got this. Huge win for your Toronto Raptors. And they take the series now to seven games where anything is possible. This is absolutely insane. I mean, how the Raptors got here is crazy. But at the same time, it's insane. It's absolutely insane when you think about it. But all the credit goes to Kyle Lowry. That's... That's what I, that's where I'm going with this. But let me hear what you guys are saying. I'm going to go to the comments as my IG comments are filled right now. But I'm going to start at the very beginning. Just a lot of big win, baby. Rock DTV says, let's go. I like it. I like it. I hope I did uh, the caps. I hope I yelled enough to represent the amount of O's you put at the end of that. Uh, another comment. Playoff Powell is a real playoff P. I mean, Paul George is playing right now, but... He'll probably watch back the tape and, and realize that his name is being officially stolen. Uh, let's get some more comments, though, as the IG feed is blowing up. Wow. Gozi says, I wasn't worried. Nah, I'm playing. I was shitting bricks. <laughs> I think you and the entire We the North Nation, the entire country of Canada of sports fans that were watching this game, absolutely just going crazy. Like, that game, it was so weird. It was so, like... It was just trading baskets and the Raptors would be up four and you would think it's over. Then the Celtics would come back and the Celtics would be up four and you would think it's over. And then the Raptors would come back. It was just so crazy. Dvad says, what a game. Thanks to Serge for keeping them in the game in the first half. Good point. Huge shouts to Serge Ibaka who continues his strong play. And there's a lot of talk that Serge might not even play in this game. He's questionable heading in, but he came in gutted it out, and my guy was just wetting threes early, which is the game plan for the Boston Celtics if people aren't aware of kind of what's going on. The Celtics are letting the Raptors big shoot threes and just trusting the percentages because none of those guys shoot, whether it's Mark, whether it's Serge, whether it's Pascal, none of them shoot like well over 40% from three. In fact, Pascal shoots like 35% from three. So, when he goes 0 for 5 in a series when he's already been shooting threes terribly, the Celtics are fine with that. Because 
if you shoot 35% and you want to keep jacking up threes, even if you hit one <laughs> and you want to keep shooting, the math tells us that overall the Celtics are going to win that battle. So their game plan, if you watch what they're doing with their bigs, when the Raptors run the pick and roll, they have their big guy sag into the paint, which if the Raptors don't roll, which a lot of times they want to pick and pop or pick and float back to the three-point line, that's exactly what the Celtics want you to do. So, hey, maybe at some point Siakam will get the memo and, and, and be focused on getting into the paint more and finishing at the, at the basket maybe. But it was great to at least see Marcus Gasol hit a couple threes, get some confidence, because everyone's bagging on Marcus Gasol too, just like talking about how terrible he's playing. And, you know, I feel like there's too much talk on Marcus Gasol. Like, my guy only averaged nine points per game last year, and his scoring average was down to like 5.6 or something in these playoffs. So his scoring average went down like a little over three points a game. That doesn't mean that he's not doing everything else that he did last year on top of the most important Marc Gasol factor, which is this is not the series for Marc Gasol. Masai Ujiri made the trade for Marc Gasol for when you had to go up against Embiid, for when you had to build the wall against Giannis. That's why he got Marc Gasol. This is not the series for Marc Gasol. And so the stat line's never really going to look good because they never really do anyways, but we need to chill out on the Marcus Gasol's talk about him being bad because he's first off he's barely even playing like twenty minutes a game. So, and again, when your man's Pascal is out here scoring twelve points in fifty four minutes, there's a lot more people we got to get to on the on the list before we get to Marcus Gasol and what he's doing. But that's just me. Hopefully, they all do better in Game Seven. More comments though. K2's Garnett says, are we putting the Lowry, where are we putting this, the Lowry statue? I don't know, but uh, someone's got to be drawing up the designs right now for opening night next season or whenever the Raptors return to play at Scotiabank Arena, there should be the, the Kyle Lowry statue outside. Should be there. I'm not even joking. I'm being dead serious. Some You might think uh, this is hyperbole. No, I'm being dead serious. What Kyle Lowry has done, he put the Raptors on his back. The three games that the Raptors have won in this series, it's because of Kyle Lowry. Because even the OG shot, as crazy as the OG shot was, does OG hit that shot without Kyle Lowry making that pass to him? So here's Kyle Lowry and the Raptors' wins in this series, okay? Kyle Lowry, 31. Kyle Lowry going for 31 points, 8 assists, 6 rebounds. Next game, Raptors win game 4. 22 points, 7 assists, 11 rebounds for Kyle Lowry. And then tonight, game 6, do or die, double OT, 53 minutes, 33 points, 6 assists, 8 rebounds, 2 steals, and a block. It is minutes as well in those games, okay? 46 minutes in game three, 44 minutes in game four, 53 minutes in game six. Like Kyle Lowry, yes, put the statue up, plain and simple. Diaz says playoff Powell showed up, but no one's going to talk about it. No, nah, I think playoff Powell is going to get his due. That N1 he had late was huge. I think the other thing with the Raptors going small is that 
they just match up better with uh, Kemba and Marcus Smart on the perimeter. Because Fred, you can put you can put um, Norm on Kemba or Tatum, and then that way Lowry or Fred don't have to chase around Kemba, right? They can get buckets because you need them to get buckets. So having Norm play and having Norm be a factor also helps the Raptors just in a different way other than Norm scoring a bunch of points. So I think Norm's still going to get his due, if you ask me anyways. If you're really paying attention, if you really understand what's going on, Norm playing allows the Raptors to play small. And it allows one of Kyle or Fred to not chase around Kemba Walker, save their legs for the threes that clearly they need to take. Alex says... I'm so proud to cheer for this team. Honestly, whatever happens Friday, this team deserves nothing from... No, from. Whoa, let me start over. Let me do Alex's comment justice here by actually reading it in English instead of me acting like a second grader that can't read. Alex says, so proud to cheer for this team. Honestly, whatever happens Friday, this team deserves nothing but love for being this tough and resilient. The way they play defines what the heart of a champion means. I can't deny any of that. I mean, if you're reading this, we still champs. That shit's real. Kyle Lowry, man, I know there used to be the narrative of Kyle Lowry in the playoffs and playoff struggles for Kyle. And, you know, a lot of the Lowry DeRozan stuff we hear a lot about. And in truth, Kyle Lowry was always decent in the playoffs i think damar he wore a lot of the the shot or the the dullness of damar or the lack of shine from damar kyle had to wear that too in the playoffs but the thing with kyle was he's not gonna give you 25 every night but he's gonna have a couple games in the playoffs where he's hitting up 30 pieces and he's not missing at all so yeah uh lion showtime is right says new name lowry legends Big night for Kyle. Uh, Brittany says, Nurse should have benched Siakam. <laughs> he was a liability, but the sheer will of Lowry and Powell kept this game alive. So true. Uh, Siakam should have been benched. Agreed. That's from Dvad. What do you guys think about Pascal Siakam? What, what's the answer here? What should they do? Because even late in the game, some of those big time possessions, the Raptors were still turning to Siakam and he was missing layups. He's getting stripped going to the basket. Like, it was ugly. And then, my guy, once that's happening, and then he has an open three, there was one he took late in one of the overtimes where you could see his leg shaking like he didn't know if he wanted to shoot it. And they even said it on the broadcast. I think it was Matt Devlin or Leo. One of them mentioned he did not shoot that with confidence at all. Uh, K2's Garnett. Nick Nurse with the small lineup to kill Kemba. The pick and roll check. So true, good adjustment by Nurse, and it was just in a nick of time. See what I did there? <laughs> Bad joke, I'll see myself out. Coach, Coach Flores says, can't bench your big money guy, gotta let him grow. It was hard to watch for sure. And I agree with that. Because, you know, yes, the championship run was last year. It's fresh in everyone's mind. And, you know, the reminder though, is that you signed Pascal Siakam to this long-term deal, this max money deal for the future years. Yes, the expectations, you know, people were like, oh, how are you defending the chip? But if you're realistic about it, 
if you take a step back and just think about losing Kawhi Leonard and where this team is now without Kawhi, maybe some people had the expectations that Pascal would quote-unquote replace Kawhi's scoring, but I think realistically, that's a lot to ask, right? Because we also know it wasn't just points that Kawhi Leonard brought to the table, especially in the playoffs, right? So I think with Pascal, the reminder is this is a learning experience because now the expectation is the playoffs and winning a round and making a run in the playoffs. So you can't bench him at this point. This is kind of different than, you know, the DeMar DeRozan and Casey finally benching him at the end of, was it game three, I think it was in Cleveland, right? Like that's a little different. That's years and years of DeMar struggling and especially DeMar struggling at the defensive end consistently, whereas Pascal has just looked out of it. And let's be serious. It, it just might be the thing with him in the bubble. Like he just, he just doesn't have it in the bubble. And I'm going to say this, and I should have said it more off the top, with all the talk about Pascal Siakam, because as much as I've, you know, said his stats to mention how much he struggled, the other side of this that needs to be mentioned whenever we talk about Pascal Siakam is this very important point. When they came back to training camp, Pascal said in the press conference that he did not touch a basketball for a very long time. And he said it probably was the longest he went without playing basketball or touching a basketball since he started playing. And I preface that to say, okay, yeah, it's easy to say, yeah, that shows. But I also want to mention, I'm not going to be the one to knock how anybody dealt with a global pandemic. So if you decided not to play ball because mentally you needed to do something else to get by every day, I'm not going to be the one to knock you for that. But what is going to happen is when you play basketball against other dudes who... Namely, Jason Tatum apparently took a leap right before our eyes and this game had 29, 14 rebounds, 9 assists. And coming in, most people thought, oh, it's Tatum versus Siakam, that's the matchup, when really, we might be asking, is Pascal Siakam as good as Jalen Brown coming out of this? But all of this I say to bring up the fact that we need to remind ourselves the overall situation that we're in. And at the end of the day, we can't overreact to what's happening in this bubble situation because it's such a crazy, crazy, crazy spot that these players are in. And you have no idea how someone is going to react to that. And so Pascal could come back next season, whatever happens right now, however this season ends for the Raptors, Pascal could come back next year and look like the Pascal that people were more expecting. That's all I'm saying. I just think that even for me, you know, even for me and everything that I'm saying and as I'm watching it, I know all that and I'm, I know that with everything that I'm saying. But the facts are facts when you're the max money dude. With all that, with great reward comes great expectations, regardless of pandemic or not because they're playing the games. But it's just important to add context because not everything is black or white in terms of Pascal Siakam's trash or Pascal Siakam's really good. There's context that we all need to be reminded of sometimes. Let me switch it up, though, and get to more comments. I'll switch over to Twitter for a bit. Uh, Matthew says, the best game I've ever watched. See, and this is where, like, this game was crazy. Don't get me wrong. But last year's playoffs wasn't that long ago, right? 
the double OT game with Kawhi making the steal off Brogdon and then taking it the other way and icing it wasn't that long ago. Kawhi in game seven putting the team on his back and shooting every shot that wasn't that long ago. Heck, the Raptors game where they won the NBA championship <laughs> wasn't that long ago. So I get it. Enjoy this moment, but let's not forget. Uh, here's a comment from Twitter in all caps. What a fucking time. <laughs> I'm going to emphasize that and say that with my chest because that's how you feel. I feel that energy right now. I feel it. Uh, another comment. I love Kyle with every fiber of my being. <laughs> I think you and everybody else in Raptorland agrees for sure. Uh, Jay Simone says spicy P should be called ICP. Oof. I mean, there's some names going around in one of my group chats that I can't say with a microphone in front of me, but yeah, fair enough. Um, more comments. Matt says, imagine how good they would be right now if Pascal learned how to play basketball again. Oof. That's tough. Uh, here's another comment that just says, Kyle means savior, heart in Greek. Wow, I didn't know that. Apparently you learn something every day. I wasn't aware of that translation. I like it though. I like it. Uh, more comments. I hope Masai's signing of Siakam wasn't a mistake. See, don't overreact. Don't overreact in that instance, right? It's about development. It's about knowing that under normal circumstances, you trust in the fact that Pascal is going to improve every year because that's what we've seen. Uh... Another comment, Mark is done offensively. I'm done making excuses for him. Marc Gasol was never supposed to be a factor offensively. What we got offensively from Marc Gasol was a bonus. You hope that he can get more points. But as we're seeing more and more from the Raptors' offense, it's not really built to dump it inside. Like, think, we barely even see the, the Kyle and Serge pick and roll. We don't even really see that that much this year at all. So... The way that they use their big guys, it's just different this year. I don't know why that is, but at the same time, the reminder, yes, Gasol had some offensively good games last year, but he only averaged like nine points per game in the playoffs. And this year he's averaging almost six. So it's not that like it's not that big of a deal, is what I'm saying. Plus, the thing that you don't see, the thing that he does that is still super important, that there's no stat to show how important it is, but when you need Kyle and Fred to score, right, it's important to have another person on the floor who's just a playmaker, who's, whose sole purpose is just to move the ball around. That's the importance of what Marcus All brings. If you remove him from that, all you're going to get is ISO, 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 ISO. So if you think the Raptors offense doesn't look good now, take Gasol off the court from the, especially from the beginning of the game. Cause you can't start the beginning of the game with the ISO, ISO, ISO. You need the ball movement. You need everybody to get a touch. That's the role that Mark Gasol plays offensively. Uh, Logan says, I'm convinced my little bro, I convinced my little bro to watch OT. He was like, what the F? Why is this so intense? LOL. I mean, I bet he's happy with that decision now. That was a crazy... Imagine just tuning in at overtime. That's a crazy game right there. More comments, though, as we keep scrolling. There's so many. I really appreciate you guys so much, man. This is incredible right now. All the people that are in the IG feed, huge shouts to all the people in there. Uh, 
Just one GQ says Siakam needs ball handling skills. I'm sure him and Rico will be working on that coming up soon for sure. Uh, Matt says Lowry's got balls of steel. I think that's, that's a quote we've heard before for sure. Uh, Lion Showtime, is Lowry learning from Siakam how to be a leader, leading by example, and knowing what you're supposed to do uh, when it's time to do something, help your team win? Yeah, for sure. Um, they Pastor Wesley says they better make the statue bigger than a Titan, though. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I'm scrolling through Instagram. I'm trying to catch up, but there's so many comments. You guys are awesome in Instagram with all these comments. Dio's mom says, we should have won by OG free throws before the end of regulation. After that, I knew we were winning. <sighs> the free throw shooting. I bring this up all the time, but I used to coach one of the years when I was in high school, we had a strike. And so we had no sports. And one of my friends... His, uh, one of his friends, his girlfriend at the time, his mom was a teacher at a middle school. And so they needed a basketball coach. So because we had no sports, they were like, Hey, do you guys want to coach this team? And I was like, sure, no problem. I love basketball. I know basketball. I can teach some stuff. And it was fun doing all the fundamentals and teaching all that stuff. It was really fun. Had a great time. But I always remember one thing that I would say, and you got to remember, it's grade eight girls basketball, right? And I would tell them all the time, they're free throws, meaning they're free points. So every day we get in the gym, first thing you do, shoot free throws. Last thing you do, shoot free throws. Why? Because they're free points. Someone needs to tell the Raptors that because this game, oof, they just hit some free throws. Maybe we're not talking about a double overtime game. My guy LT on Twitter says Kyle has to be the second jersey in the Raptors only because Vince is going up soon time. To be honest with you, man, I hear you, but I don't even want to mention that Vince Carter man's name right now. I'm not feeling that. I'm off. I'm off that vibe. I don't even want to hear about Vince right now. Nah, nah, nah. Don't even want to give Vince a second of my thoughts. And I've already, I've already done it. I've said his name too many times. Let me just go to facebook or somewhere else and get some more comments here but it's too funny man this has been amazing i can't believe where we are right now with the toronto raptors just in terms of how crazy it was uh my guy scott moore says shelly we called it all along game seven who you got you know who i got <laughs> lol he's laughing because i know he's got the celtics and i'm not gonna give my pick i'm not gonna give my pick yet i won't give my pick yet i'll say that um but yeah game seven incredible and we said it in our preview even if the raptors are going to win it was going to be in six or seven games this is going to have to be a long series and so here we are can't be surprised by that outcome at all because your toronto raptors have scrapped and clawed their way into this point where talking about a game seven as i go over to youtube uh Lemon Cake says, Lowry greater than Carter. Yep, I'm definitely with you there. Emmanuel says, Brad Stevens needs to stop playing around and put smart on Lowry. I mean, that's interesting. I'm guessing you're a Celtics fan, uh, which we welcome any and all Celtics fans to the chat as well. We're about basketball positivity here, so we're okay with that. Uh, Dylan, or Dylon, you know what? Because it's spelled D-Y-L-O-N, 
I have to pronounce that Dylon. So I apologize if your name is not Dylon, but the rules just force me to call you Dylon, right? I think everyone's okay with that. Um, but my guy says Pascal definitely is elite offensively, but he's been tough. Sorry, Pascal defensively is elite, offensively has been tough. OG next year is going to go off, god damn. OG Ananobi continues to just be solid, right? He's in and around that 12 points per game mark, which is great to see, but it's how he's getting his points are so key, and the confidence that you see him when he gets into the paint, he's not rushing, he's under control, and now you're starting to see some of the perimeter game, a little bit of handle and a step back Jimmy, right? Which you, you haven't really seen from OG. But huge in this game as well was he led the Raptors in rebounds with 13. That was massive. And especially if the Raptors are going to continue to play small, which if I was a betting man, I would say we're going to see a lot more of that lineup of Pascal, OG, Kyle, Fred, and Norm. I bet we're going to see a lot of that. You're going to need OG to rebound, but the glow up of OG Ananobi continues as he just continues to, to develop and become a better and better and better player right before our eyes. It's incredible to see. Uh, Philip says, now I'll go to another con. Oh, 9 p.m. getting the primetime spot. So Friday, the game starts at 9 p.m. I mean, that's... Toronto fans are going to be fired up for that one. Waiting all day for that game seven, that is going to be a, incredible. Absolutely incredible. Uh, another comment, not famous, says Raptors were on life support tonight. They were, but the heart of a champion, as cliche as it sounds, it's the only way I can describe Kyle Lowry and what he did in that performance. Uh, Predator Kingdom says uh, Marcus Smart was pretty salty. But Norm, I'm going to leave that part out. But yes, Marcus Smart at the end of the game, there's, you know, it's trash talking going on. And at this point, if you're in the Celtics, of course you're going to be salty. You're 0.5 seconds away from being up 3-0 in the series. And now you're going to a game seven. That's crazy. Absolutely crazy. And I'm going to say this now. You know me, if you watch this podcast, I am not the person that will ever blame the refs. It's not me. I don't really do it. I hate doing it. I hate when people come up with the excuse of blaming the refs, especially when your star player continues to struggle. I am not the one to blame the refs. But I will say, in a game seven, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm not going to be surprised if Jason Tatum's getting a lot of calls in game seven. I'm just saying that, and and I bet we're going to see that narrative put out by whether it's Raptors players or coaches or Raptors media, like on Twitter, there's going to be, a, like the talk is going to start bubbling about, oh, the refs or the NBA don't want the Raptors to win, like all that narrative is going to come out, it's going to start coming, for sure, and that's the difficulty of when you get to a game seven, you allow the fuckery to take place, so Whenever they make the, the crew announce, the officials crew, they announce it, you're going to know on Twitter, whether, whether it's Tony Brothers, whether it's Scott Foster, whoever it is, people are not going to be happy. So be prepared now. Prepare yourselves to be mad at some calls in Game 7. Just I'm just saying, mentally prepare yourself now so you won't be hopefully as mad if it happens in Game 7. 
More comments. Not Famous says, Siakam should be the only guy thanking Lowry for saving the team's ass. I agree. As I said, whatever Kyle needs the next two days, Siakam better be getting it. Emmanuel says, my heart is still pounding. My dude, honestly. So how I set up the podcast, once I hit it and the, the countdown clock's on and I'm just doing like the final things, that also was me like just taking a deep breath. <laughs> because in the moment I was just like that was insane I didn't get if you follow the pod I didn't get that excited after OG hit the shot like I mean in the moment when he hit it I didn't like cheer and yell or anything like that I was more kind of just like wait did that just happen but this game with all of the big boy shots that were hit it was nerve-wracking it took me back to last year's game seven with Kawhi and just how crazy you're living and dying by every basket. And that's what Friday's going to be. It's going to be crazy. I don't know. Maybe we can come up with a plan or do a, a watch party party somewhere for the Raps game on Friday or something. I don't know. Got to come up with something. Because that game seven is going to be absolutely incredible. Uh, Raptors Nation says, Siakam needs to use a goddamn backboard. That's actually funny. Because I, I mentioned when we coached the grade eight girls team. The two things I used to say to them all the time, <laughs> this is so hilarious. Two things I used to say, hit your free throws, they're free points. The other thing was the backboard is your friend. And then I'd make them repeat it to me. Every time someone would miss a layup in a drill, we'd stop and say, okay, what do we say all the time? The backboard is your friend. Siakam, the backboard is your friend, my dude. Be If you're gentle to it, if you're nice to it, if you lay the ball off of the backboard in, in the right spots, you touch it in the right spots, it's your friend. It'll be nice to you, and it'll give you baskets. Something with Pascal Siakam's off, but again, the beauty of a game seven is that none of that matters because Pascal can come out and then just get busy in game seven, and this will all just be a funny story. Oh, remember the time Pascal struggled for six straight games, but then had a crazy game seven? Remember that? Ha ha ha. <laughs> I don't know. I, if you remember, after the OG game, I said, I'm done making predictions in terms of what's going to happen next in this series because I have no idea. Because I still don't have an explanation for that OG and an OB play. So how this double overtime game came to be and Kyle Lowry once again, did it for this team. And for some reason, the Celtics allowed him to just cook Kemba every single time, which I don't know why he didn't put smart on him. I don't know. That was weird, but hey, we'll see what happens in game seven. The adjustments, the adjustments, the adjustments. That has been the beauty of this series so far and what's gonna happen in game seven. I can't wait. I can't wait. There's so many comments. I want to thank all you guys for tuning in. I wish I could read them all, but I really appreciate you guys rocking with me. And I love how in all the separate chats, there becomes all these different conversations going on with yourselves as well. As Scott asked me, is Lowry the greatest Raptor of all time? I, I won't lie to you. Coming into this season and even midway through this season, my answer was still Kawhi Leonard because he won finals MVP. Because he brought us to the NBA championship. But I'm going to be honest. After watching what Kyle Lowry's not only did in this season where, if you remember, his numbers were insane this season. But leading this team to the second best record in the league without Kawhi Leonard. 
and then the performance that he's put up now in this series, I mean, I'm I'm willing to at least have the discussion about him being the best Raptor ever. And to me, again, the reason why I say best Raptor ever is because Kawhi brought us the championship, which at the end of the day is the ultimate goal, which at the end of the day changed the overall perception and expectations of the entire organization. And that to me matters. Whether it was one year that he was here or not, that one year changed everything. Now, you could argue, yes, Kyle Lowry had a huge role in that. Yes, you could argue that Kyle Lowry's seven years here obviously have changed the franchise forever, changed basketball in Canada forever. All of those things are true. But the reason why I'm saying I'm waiting to see how this all plays out is because these playoffs, this series that I'm watching Kyle Lowry gut out four or three wins for the Raptors so far. This is the first time that I'm saying, I'm looking at Kyle Lowry and saying, he's winning this series for the Toronto Raptors. Like he put the team on his back and this is why they're blatantly winning. Even the year when the Raptors made it to the conference finals against the Cavs, Kyle Lowry wasn't playing this good. He had a couple games for sure where he played well. Don't get me wrong. He played well. I'm not saying he played bad, but I'm just saying in terms of doing everything for this team right now he's he's making me reconsider my Kawhi Leonard it will always be the greatest Raptor of all time until someone else wins a championship without him because what Kyle Lowry's doing right now man I bet you Kawhi's kind of looking over watching that game tape being like "Ooh, I really walked away from that as he has to you know hang out with Patrick Beverly because who really wants to do that right <laughs> I'm just saying who really wants to do that so many comments everywhere and you know normally i try to cut the time of these podcasts but because of the you know significance of the game and because you guys are still hype and there's so many people in the chat i feel like why should i stop it as long as you guys want me to keep going i can keep going and taking comments so let me know if you guys want me to keep going i'm scrolling to the bottom of each of the comments let me know i can keep going uh, where do you rank Kyle in terms of active point guards? It's still tough because I, I feel like it's difficult to compare Kyle Lowry to like Steph Curry, right? Like it's difficult to compare Kyle Lowry to Dame Lillard because what Kyle Lowry does, he brings different intangibles to it. And so when you see those guys stat lines and you see Kyle's stat lines, there's so much more to the story in terms of what Kyle Lowry means to the team. And, you know, it'll sound crazy to say, oh, well, Kyle Lowry in comparison to Steph Curry, it sounds crazy. But when you watch both guys night in, night out, I'm not saying Kyle Lowry is on Steph Curry's level. I'm just saying it's closer than you think. Whatever the gap is, it's closer than you think in terms of what they mean to their team. That's what I'm saying. Uh, More comments, though. After double OT, Glow Girl Smile says, after double OT, hope for the same outcome and win the series, then face the Heat. That would be tough too, for sure. And right now, while the Raptors are coming off a double OT game and then playing a game seven on Friday, would game one be Sunday? I mean, would the NBA be that mean? <laughs> I don't know. But we'll see. Uh, my girl Molly Mall says, good Lord, my heart took a beating tonight. 
You and everyone else, my dear, you and everyone else. More comments. She says, we need Norm to take the fourth quarter energy into game seven, and we just want P to find his flow. He's trying. He needs a big game. I'll say this. Pascal Siakam's due. Much like Norman Powell was due, Pascal Siakam's due. Uh, Cage Express says, Pascal has struggled for 17 games now. That's the time in the bubble. He hasn't looked good in the bubble. At times, people have tried to cover it up, but he hasn't looked good in the bubble. And the reason why I keep saying we need to stop making excuses for him, we know why. He said he went a long time where he didn't touch a basketball when he was off. It makes sense to see him struggle now. It makes sense. Now, I'm telling you it's going to happen. There's going to be a game where he figures it out. And you hope that it's coming in Game 7. I mean, it better come in Game 7. Or else, I mean... A lot of blame might be put on Pascal if the Raptors lose this series. Because the weird thing about it is, although you could say, and I've said it throughout the series, I don't really like how the Raptors have played. Bottom line is, they've gotten this series to Game 7 without Pascal Siakam. And if you were to tell me that Pascal Siakam was going to be averaging 15 points per game against the Celtics, I probably would have told you the Raptors were going to get swept. And they almost did. Except for that man, Kyle motherfucking Lowry. <laughs> wow. Absolutely insane, people. Uh, G. Khan says, Game 7 all depends on what Siakam does. You know what? I, I would think that, but at the same time, they've gotten this far without him. So, does Kyle have one more night in him? I don't know. Uh, diversified you says Kyle Statline says win this. Very true. Fly Miss says I'm late, but did y'all see the other NBA players hailing up Lowry on Twitter, showing him mad love? That is massive. And it, it's cool to see, right? Because Kyle Lowry is a guy where the way that he plays, you really got to appreciate it as a baller. Like if you're a baller, 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 like you like basketball, you like, you know, the heart and hustle and effort. Yo, Instagram people, here's what I'm going to do for you guys. The feed is about to go down in Instagram. So what I'm going to do is if you go to YouTube, or sorry, if you go to the link in bio on Instagram, I'm going to put the feed to the YouTube chat because we're still going here. And we're going to keep going as long as people want us to keep going. So that Instagram feed is about to go down in a minute and 30 seconds. And as I speak to you right now, I am now copying and pasting the link in bio to the uh, Instagram feed. So just click on that link and you will find us there as we will continue to discuss this great, crazy win by Kyle Lowry and the Raptors. So I'll scroll to the bottom, just letting my OGs know Chromecast coming in clutch right now. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, so you guys on Instagram, the feed's about to go down. I'm going to continue, but go to the link of my bio on Instagram, and that will take you directly to the feed on YouTube. Meet us there. Send in your comments, questions there. We're still having a party because the Raptors have forced a game seven. John says, what would you say that Pascal Siakam, would you say that Pascal Siakam is mentally tough? I don't know. That's a tough thing to read. I don't know Pascal Siakam. I don't know enough about him. But I will say you 
you don't get to where Pascal Siakam has gotten to from where he came from without being some level of mentally tough. I'll say that much. Is that a cop-out? I don't know. I don't think so. But I'll say that much. Uh, more comments as the Instagram feed's about to go down. Again, Instagram people, go to the link in bio. We'll continue the chat on Insta on YouTube. If you miss it, just go to Shelton Alexander. <laughs> That's funny. That is amazing. Um, yeah, what else is going on here? More comments here. Oh, I see Fly Miss already popping up here from IG. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, someone says Celtics are going to wear their black uniforms again unless we wear our black city jerseys in game seven. I don't know. I haven't really been paying attention to what jerseys provided the dubs. Can't really say that. I don't really know. Uh, more comments though on, let me go back to Twitter. How's the Twitter chat going here? Are people still in the Twitter feed? Uh, Logan says, do we not count Pascal's defense? Like, I feel like people would rather TD in there instead or something. Yeah. I mean, Pascal, he's getting it. He's getting it badly right now. You know, he's getting it from all sides because he's really, really struggling. And he's missing layups. He's missing wide open threes. And defensively, I know he's logging a lot of minutes, but defensively, for the most part, the Raptors have left him on Marcus Smart. So it's not like he has the assignment of going up against Tatum or going up even against Jalen Brown or Kemba. Like you're guarding Marcus Smart. And if we're being honest, Marcus Smart's having a pretty good series. So I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. So many comments, so I really appreciate you guys, man. LT says, Pascal is learning that he needs to be goddamn better. And that's one thing for us to remember, right? This is a learning experience for Pascal Siakam. He's going to learn from this experience, and it's going to only help him further down the line. We know that already. We do, right? We know that. So look at it that way and know that Yes, we're in the moment right now and it's tough for us to understand. It's tough for us to grasp in this moment where we continuously are watching him struggle. But just know that overall, overall, this is will be a learning experience for Pascal Siakam as he continues to grow into the star player that the Raptors know that they have, that Masai has faith in that he will become. But again, my... I would like to thank you guys for tuning in, man. This has been awesome. We've gone over an hour. This is probably the first time we've done that so far in the return of the bubble. And I think it's greatly important that we did because look at your Toronto Raptors right now, man. What a crazy, crazy game as they pull out the victory in double overtime, 125 to 122. Kyle Lowry leading the way, doing all the Kyle Lowry stuff, but also filling up the stat sheet. 33 points on 12 of 20 shooting, 6 of 10 from 3, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, and a block, and the clincher late, the big boy, the big nuts 3, or sorry, long 2 on Kemba, giving him the little shimmy shake step back, fade away Jimmy. What more do you want from Kyle Lowry? Leading the way for the Toronto Raptors, and again, here's a good telltale sign as I will remind you guys of this again, because as we head into game seven, this might be the stat of the entire series. In the Raptors' wins, Kyle Lowry has is averaging 11 points in the first quarter. In the Raptors' losses, Kyle Lowry is averaging 
two points in the first quarter. In tonight's game six, Kyle Lowry had eight points in that game. Following trends, Kyle Lowry's start in game seven will be key. So, hey, in the meantime, from now until then, hopefully Kyle just has his feet up. Hopefully Pascal is just playing the role of his butler and getting Kyle whatever he needs so Kyle can just rest and make sure that he's healthy. And when Siakam's not doing that for Kyle, hopefully he's in the gym shooting jump shots. <laughs> but either way, guys, thank you so much for tuning into this Wrap It Up podcast. And I feel like, you know, what a time to be alive indeed just makes so much sense because that's how we're feeling right now, Raptors fans. From point five seconds away, from being down 0-3 to now 3-3, heading into Game 7. What a time to be alive indeed. Huge thank you to you guys for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Whether you were tuning in live on Instagram, whether you are tuning in live on Facebook or YouTube, thank you guys so much for rocking with me. I really appreciate it. And of course, if you ever miss a podcast, like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and of course on YouTube. Bless us with the likes and subscribes. That's how we keep this train moving. Also, got a special project that's coming soon. NFL fans, gambling fans, stay tuned because we got a little special surprise coming soon on the On Blast feed. Tons of things cooking here and tons of things cooking for the Toronto Raptors. And we still got the shirts. I don't have one beside me, but I'm wearing it. If you're reading this, we still champs. The personification of what we saw from Kyle Lowry. If you're reading this, we still champs. Let's go. Game seven, Toronto Raptors, Friday night against the Boston Celtics. Thank you guys for tuning in. We will be right back here with you live on your only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show. My name is Sheldon Alexander. And as I always say, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. On Blast.